0: What's good y'all? Welcome to the fully content series on the Eyes Eyes podcast. This time we're going to be taking a look at a writers conference workshop that I went to at the Writers Conference um in November in Johnson County uh in the public library. So, this was the last day of the of the uh, conference that I went to. Uh, last thing that I attended, and this was titled "Persuasion, Persuasion," through narrative essay with Ryan Bernstein, and I believe he's a professor, at KU, I want to say, might uh, have gone that wrong. So, but shout out to Ryan Bernstein, B E R N S T E N, great presenter, great ideas. So. Honestly, this was kind of more of a workshop compared... Well, I guess, honestly, the other ones were workshops, too. So, um, But this one, I wrote a little bit more. Um, everyone was writing. I mean, this is a writer's conference, so I got ready to write. And write, I did. So this was... It's kind of a vague topic, a big topic, but was able to narrow it down. Um, and I'll just kind of go through some of the questions that we talked about that he introduced to us and that we wrote about and then some of us shared in that conversation in the workshop. Um, so one thing was uh, something I've changed my mind on. Um, so he asked us to journal on this, something I've changed my mind on. And uh, what I wrote was, uh, was children. Um, growing up I used to think that I'd have children. Uh, it was just assumed it was part of the invisible air around us. This is I'm reading from what I wrote back then the ubiquitous water for fish. And then I believed that I only would only have adopted children. I didn't want to create and pass on extra karma unnecessarily. So that's what I believed for a few years recently from 2020 ish onwards. But now uh, I've realized it's not really my decision as the guy. I probably have less than 50% of the say, and considering that it's not my body, I'm like, fair enough. Um, But I'm glad it's a potential compromise uh, with what um, may happen in the future. So we'll see. I'm still still not there yet, but, you know, something I've changed my mind on several times over the past few years, honestly. (laughs) Um, Other things that I've changed my mind on as I reflect back here... um, I'm not creative, was what I used to think. Now I'm definitely creative. I want to be well-known, is what I thought. Well, after thinking about it, I don't necessarily want to be well-known. If it happens, it happens. But I want to be, have more of an impact. I want to help people, the people that I want to help. And I I want to know a lot of people. I don't know if I want to necessarily be well-known. I want to, um, Tim Ferriss talks a lot about, uh, recently, has recently talked about how he doesn't, He, I mean, he's already pretty well known, but he doesn't necessarily like being approached in public um, at the level that he is. And so, you know, who knows if, you know, if anyone really gets to Tim Ferriss' level, but... You know, it, he does sacrifice some privacy for making the level of magnitude, quantity of change that he can. So it's just things to think about. And he wants to do things that protect his privacy a little bit more. Continuing on with other topics I've changed my mind on. I am Hindu. I don't know if I believe that anymore. I think I have Hindu roots. I have a lot of upbringing in the Hindu culture and the religion. I don't know if I would say I'm Hindu anymore. I think I believe some of the things in it, but I also believe things from other religions and cultures. So it's kind of like a melting pot, just like the U.S. But I'm open to changing my mind about that, too. So if you feel strongly that I should become Hindu again, let me know. Something I'm open to change my mind about. Um, I said I'm always open to change my mind about anything. I'm open to changing my mind about how well I want, how well known I want to be. I've changed it in the past. Right now, I want to build a meaningful, impactful community—not have a quantity of followers necessarily, um, but also in whatever city I'm in, I just want to be have a well-connected community. And I think that's that's the thing: connection, connectedness. That's what I'm looking for. Another question that Ryan Ryan Bernstein. Asked us to write about and think about was something I would never change my mind about. And he said, or sorry, that was a question I wrote. Life is people. And I heard this from Naval Ravikant uh, a couple of years ago. No, sorry, no, that that's a lie. I heard from Jim Collins. From Jim Collins, I've... I've Pretty sure i've reflected on this on my podcast as well about life as people but i said something i never changed my mind about life is people and then the next question subsequently that ryan asked was right from the opposite perspective what if you said what if you wrote from the opposition of life as people which would mean life is not people so here's what i wrote i said life is not people Life is only about yourself. You do service. Some say to help others. But it's really for yourself. Naval Ravikant, this is where Naval is, uh, comes in, said life is a one-player game. So life is about ideas. It's about the earth. Humans are temporary. Even earth itself is temporary. Life is about soul. The thing that is not people. But people are a subset of it. Now, I don't necessarily believe fully what I wrote, but it's an interesting thing to write about something from the opposite perspective. And I've had a workshop on this as well, about these, you know, how to think about things from a different perspective that's not your own. Um, And honestly, I'll I'll write, I'll read what I wrote here. I'll share what I wrote as an op-ed essay. And I forgot how you framed, I forgot how Ryan framed it, but he's like, hey, just write an op-ed essay, something you believe, something you want to share, something you have an opinion on. And let's see how it goes. So I'm just going to read this as is. I might have added a few things after reflecting on it, um, to, since there wasn't enough time during the thing, Since and I wanted to expand upon what I wrote. So here we go. Parents are worried that their children going to community college, especially in the upper middle class, is a failure. That their status and income making ability and potential will be reduced. But I say that they should be more focused on community after college. We think that graduation is the end of the journey, but that's when the real test is. We think that once we've taken that last final in our senior year, speaking within the typical four year journey that I had, we're done with tests. But the tests keep coming. Show me one person who has had an easy life in all aspects. Everyone is always going through something, whether they tell you or not. You can either lie to others and yourself or start telling yourself the truth. Whether you're 22, 102, or anywhere in between, there's always something in your life that you're dealing with. So this isn't a question of how do I get rid of my problems. The better question is, which problems, which problems do I want to have? If we believe that everyone is going to have some challenge in their way at pretty much all times, then that means everyone can be helped with something at some point. Some may not feel or express the pressure or stress like others. Even if you're perfectly content with life, maybe you have a mission to help others. That's a challenge right there. It's an obstacle you need to overcome to achieve your goal. It's a desire. If you have a desire, then there's some gap between where you are and where you want to be. I'm also not saying this problem is any more important than issues like homelessness, literacy, racism, overall equity and other every other issue out there, but this is my issue. So it's important to me. Ask a college student what their most pressing is, pressing issue is somewhere in their priority list is going to be studying for tests. Is that more or less important than war going on in Ukraine or the genocide in Israel? Depends on who you ask. The point I'm making is this may seem like a first world problem. Helping people find fulfillment when there are millions, billions out there who need help finding food. And sure it is. But that's the immediate community I'm surrounded by. And the mission I most resonate with at this moment. So it's important to me. And it's important to the people I'm helping. In a support group, we don't compare our trauma to anyone else's. What may seem like molehills for some may be mountains for others. And what may seem like mountains for others may seem like molehills for others. Acknowledging and validating that you are going through something is the first step in moving beyond it. There's an epidemic of people who don't like what they do for their career. They've been told that this is the path to being happy, doing well in school, go to a university, get a good job, get married, buy a nice car and house, have a family, retire. This is for those people who've achieved some or all these things yet have an empty feeling inside them. I myself did well in school, went to a good college, got a good job, but it still felt like something was missing. There's an epidemic of people who don't have the social circles around them that they want. They are digitally more connected than ever, but feel isolated because of a lack of in-person community. A sense of belonging. A sense of inclusion. Others really getting who they are. People who they connect with, not necessarily based on the time they've known someone, but on the depth of their time spent together. A deterioration of in-person, interpersonal skills that's transitioned to an emphasis of technological literacy. There's an epidemic of people who don't know what to do when there isn't an authority guiding their actions. I acknowledge there's comfort in getting orders from a higher power, whether it's a godlike figure, a professor, parents, or anyone else. This is an epidemic of lifestyle and identity. Even when you have a job, how do you spend your time outside of it? Thinking for yourself when there isn't a curriculum outlining what you need to do, what you need to do and what you need to learn. Moving forward on your goals when you don't have an externally imposed deadline. Being held accountable to your commitments when there's not a grade. So I'm sure there's, I could go on here. Um, But this is where I ended the writing for this op-ed essay. So feel free to share your thoughts, comments, reactions, disagreements, different perspectives on this or any of the things that I shared. But shout out to Ryan Bernstein for putting this workshop together, for asking these questions that are thought-provoking. And shout out to Hazel Krebs for letting, letting me know about this conference in the first place after I met her at a networking event. So appreciate it. Appreciate you for listening as I shared my thoughts, ideas, my op-ed essays, and my mind-changing thoughts. So I appreciate you. Um, make sure to rate, share it, subscribe, review it, whatever, all the good stuff, social media. If you want to support me, go to kofi.com. The link will be in the description. I so appreciate you. I will see you all next time on the Size As podcast in the Fully Content series. Peace.